Um, he is the SA Under-23 coach, and he joins us on the line to talk about this and a whole lot of other issues affecting football. David, a warm welcome to the show, and thank you for your time. Thank you, uh, Rami, and good afternoon to uh, the listeners of the show. It's good to have you. It's day nine of the lockdown, and how are you coping? So far, so good. Uh, really, uh, it's all about discipline. Mm. Uh, actually, uh, I must say I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying the time at home. Mm. You know, uh, our life is for people and for personalities. We had at home, always on the road. Right. You know, usually this time would be sitting with the stress of three points, either on the bench or sitting at <laughs> home wishing your colleagues that <laughs> they pull through. So mm. it's really a different feeling now, really enjoyable feeling. I must say, you know, to spend time with family, with the mm. kids. Mm. And they become mathematics teachers, you know, English teachers, African teachers, <laughs> and whatever. So, <laughs> really, by the really phone, I actually became life. an Afrikaans teacher the other day for my friend's son, and they were busy doing Afrikaans. But it is, it's amazing what one can accomplish, right, without actually being in the same space. But collectively, wherever you are, you're still able to do something. No, certainly, certainly, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, you realize the journey of your life, how it has shaped and helped you. You know, my time in Cape Town has really helped me now help my boys with some African classes, you know. So (laughs) it's actually a very, very good time to reflect in so saying. And, of course, in between, working from home, trying to uh, 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 make preparations and adjustments on our programs, you know, within our different fields. And I'm sure it's the same for everyone. Difficult as it is, but uh, yeah, life goes on and uh, we have to accept the situation that we are in. Of course, we need the smell of the grass, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the real grass, eh? not the back, uh, back room grass. And so, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah but yeah. it's okay. Yeah. You talk about reflecting and the reflections and the time that this has afforded you to sort of look at what has been done. But I know that you're also a coach who is very uh, methodical, you know, who is very goal-driven as well. So does this put your plans on the back burner, especially with what has been decided with the Olympics? Yeah, look, Romy, uh, on the one side, you know, our plans uh, were really falling into place in terms of our qualification process. Uh, we went to Afghan, went through a very difficult phase, but managed to pull through to reach Tokyo. And uh, now one was looking forward to really build momentum, you know, mm. in terms of uh, preparations for Tokyo. Uh, we were supposed to be in Japan, you know, a week ago playing two friends against uh, Japan and Korea, which would have given us a test of what to happen in, in July. So in a way, you feel as if, uh, the postponement, you know, takes away a little bit of the pace and the momentum uh, that was uh, building up. But on the flip side, you know, I'm one that's always looking at things from a very, very positive point of view, no matter what challenges you face in life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it gives us 12 months to really knuckle down and uh, grind the machine that uh, we are building up to make sure that it performs optimally. And we use the 12 months for that. Yeah, yeah. Is it... I guess it's concerning, um, especially for the players. And how do they feel about this? Yeah, look, I, I spoke to uh, uh, the captain, Kishias Malepe. I spoke to the Womokwena the other day on uh, WhatsApp, of course. And uh, they seem to have taken it in uh, 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 all right, you know. Uh, and uh, and I'm happy for that, you know. And uh, 
Of course, we all have uh, mixed uh, reactions to it, and, and they also were looking forward to go to the Olympics mm. at this juncture in their careers, you know. But I think uh, the boys have really taken it in and look at it, you know, uh, on a positive side. I posted on the group, you know, once this decision of the postponement came through to say, uh, look, boys, I'm putting a challenge to all of you to really try to push yourself over the next 12 months in your clubs to Mm. graduate to Bafana Bafana. So let's see who's going to raise their hands and say, coach, I'm going to the Olympics, but I'm a Bafana player or I'm integrated into Bafana Bafana. Mm. So Mm. that that for me should make it a a very exciting phase for them now because it kind of, you know, shifts uh, their focus a little bit to club football to try to break into Bafana because that's where we want them to be eventually. Because, and I don't want to talk about football age here, but we're talking about <laughs> under 23s. Yeah. Um, and this is a big shift because the Olympics 2021 could mean a change in someone's age, which automatically disqualifies, right? Yeah, look, uh, fortunately, uh, uh, Romy, I just uh, 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 got hold of news that uh, uh, it looks like uh, uh, the age in terms of 97, cut of age will be maintained, although subject, of course, to a, a, a finalization through the, the, the FIFA Council. But uh, I'm almost certain that, uh, uh, you know, the same conditions that apply to the qualification process will be ratified eventually, mm. and uh, which will be a, a fair and just you know, process for all the players that have put in their hard work yeah. over a number of years to make sure that they, they, they realize their Olympic dream. You mm, know? Mm. On their way, of course, to graduating to uh, the senior national team. So I think, uh, uh, and I'm happy to hear that things are moving in that direction. Yeah, because that, that could that could just be, you know, dreams shattered if it is that a player has worked really hard towards us to be on an international stage, to represent their country at the highest level, and then told, sorry, you know, COVID-19 happened, and so there goes your dream. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, as you know, uh, sports personalities are driven by their goals and dreams, as, as you indicated. And uh, uh, we've edged so close to, you know, uh, reaching the dream of going to the Olympics, and not only going to the Olympics, by the way, Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to make sure that uh, we go one further, you know, better than our, our colleagues in uh, uh, the generation of coaches, Mashava, you know, uh, in 2000 that went to the Olympics, and coach Owen Dagama's generation that went to Rio in 2016, and both of them, you know, uh, didn't go past the group stage. So we felt now that we will show next South Africans that we've got capable talent that can reach stage Olympics. Mm. Why now not push ourselves to go beyond the the, yeah. the, 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 the group stage and mm. then see how far we can push ourselves uh, and perhaps go to the final? You know, nothing is impossible if you really dream and work hard towards it. Mm, mm, mm. What would your message be to the players? I mean, to keep them motivated, to keep those spirits high, because, you know, your mind can play very funny tricks on you. It's one thing to have all this time to sit at home and think, I've worked so hard and there goes my dream entirely shattered as opposed to, you know, keeping that mental fitness. Yeah, look, my, my message to the players has always been the same, you know. Uh, and by the way, we're talking now to all the players that are eligible in this age group, mm. which which is what this postponement has done, you know. So to this uh, group that has qualified us is to say, uh, uh, keep your focus. Uh, now we have really 12 months uh, for everyone to show their quality with mm. very good preparation, you know. And I said to all the time that 
maybe it's a fortune uh, uh, situation because uh, uh, you hardly you know hear of a South African football team having so much time to prepare for a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, you know, two months or we just qualify in six weeks. Uh, we have to go uh, uh, play in a tournament. The players go back to their clubs. And then eventually you start all those challenges that comes with the players being available for mm. the national team. Mm. So I think the 12 months would give every single player, you know, uh, that is out there having the dreams of representing uh, uh, the Olympic team, yeah. uh, an opportunity to raise their hands. That's the new players. But for the current players, it's to really for us to build a team that will be a, a very, very strong, cohesive unit you know, that can uh, represent South Africa very, very well. So yeah. I'm looking forward to us really building uh, a very, very sound team uh, uh, cohesion, team spirit, team mentality that could see us do wonders at the Olympics. And, mm. and, and, and I'm sure the boys will, will, will embrace this, you know. Uh, very important is for them now to fight to be regulars in their clubs, of course. That's mm. the biggest mm. challenge they face now because they don't belong to the national team. They belong to, to their clubs. And my, my job really with the technical team is to pick players that are on form, players that are consistent in performances in their clubs, and players that really raise their hands for the public to see that they deserve to go to the Olympics eventually. Mm. Mm. You know, every morning, Coach, I wake up, it's like, a, it's like a double take when I wake up and I'm thinking, wow, we really are in a lockdown and this isn't just a, a dream, you know? And, and then obviously the reality sets in. For you, though, as a coach, as you take a look at the landscape of football in South Africa, do you think what has happened now has changed the face of football forever? I think so, certainly. You know, um, uh, there's a lot of things that are uncertain at the moment. You know, uh, is the league going to continue? Uh, who's going to be champions? You know, uh, if it gets scrapped, you know, uh, how do we move forward? So I think uh, uh, if if it continues beyond, you know, June, July, mm. uh, what happens next season? You know, for us as technicians, uh, how do we then prepare for next season? For the administrators, you know, the leaders of the game, uh, club chairman, the business pioneers of our, our, our football. Yeah. You know, they also have to look at the, the cost that comes with the COVID-19. So... It's really going to change and shape uh, football uh, differently. You know, uh, let's hope that the impact in terms of the losses is not massive to impact on the nature of the contracts that the, club, the clubs can offer the employees in coaches, players, and so forth. You mm-hmm. know, uh, and one also hopes that from an audience point of view, supporters, you know, already we are running on tight budgets, you know, with people filling the stadium. So you can imagine uh, economically how this can really change our lives as football-loving people, you know, and we can only hope that we recover and go back to normal situations, if not better situations. But I'm sure uh, economically we're going to feel the impact of this process that we are going through now globally. Without a doubt, without a doubt. But I do believe that South Africans are resilient and just like dust, we will rise. Of course, of course. We know we've we've come through tough times. We've always lived life on the edge. uh, And we still, you know, uh, the marginalized uh, have really not benefited from uh, the processes of freedom. And uh, a lot of our our people in our communities are still, you know, living from hand to mouth, Mm. not uncertain of uh, where the money to feed the family tomorrow, next week and next month is going to come from. So... I think uh, uh, that really resilient spirit of our everyday lives will carry us through post-COVID-19, uh, you know, and uh, let's continue fighting for a better life for everyone, 
But the most important thing at this point is to fight for good health, you know, and uh, to make sure that uh, we really come up, come out of this with uh, uh, lower levels of uh, mortality yeah. and uh, everyone comes through, you know, healthy and ready to continue with their lives. Yeah, you speak perfect sense, Coach. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for chatting to us. And most importantly, thank you for staying at home. Uh, Romy, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, let me leave uh, the football-loving people and listeners of the show with a message to say, let's support the government, let's support our nurses, our doctors who are on the front line of this uh, pandemic. And uh, the most important thing is to lock down, really to stay home and aff- avoid being infected because mm. without increasing infections, we can all come through safely. Thank you very much, Coach. Thank you. More than welcome. Uh, David Notwane is the SA Under-23 coach just chatting to us about the change that there is with the Olympics being moved. Under-23 players might not qualify anymore. And, um, yeah, he's just saying to players, you know what, stay safe, stay humble, stay where you are, and uh, most importantly, stay at home because that is what's going to save your life at the end of the day. Stay home, stay safe, stay fit, stay healthy. And I like what he said. I think a lot of people that I have interviewed within sporting circles have said the same thing. They've said... You know what? It's afforded us, and not that this is a holiday, don't get me wrong, but they have said it it has afforded me time to stay at home because sports people generally, you know, you're traveling, you you live out of a suitcase, you're in a hotel. As David said, then you're cheering on your, your, your colleagues and hoping that they make it through and get three points. If it is that you yourself, you're not on the road, you know, trying to just uh, be the difference and build the sport. When we come back,